0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 92, episode 4 of Dirt Daily Guys! Yes, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially off the top, Buck Coke Industries and Buck Fox New Music. It's Thursday, July 25th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Peanuts and Jacker Cracks, a.k.a. Uh, Jackalaps. Instead of Apple Jacks, and uh-huh. a.k.a. Uh, a shot of Dan Jackules, instead of Jack Gangs. Uh, th- those were food-based a.k.a.s, uh, courtesy of Hannah Soltest, and I'm thrilled to be joined as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Tell me, Miles, tell me, sweet little Miles.
1: And that's it. All right. Just that one. Kept it short and sweet. No, you, you can do a full <laughs> Very bomb. For Yeetwood Mac. Uh-huh. As Chrissy Yamaguchi puts this.
0: Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious comedian and podcaster, Mr. David Huntsberger. Hello, fellas. Welcome. Hey. having me
2: back.
1: Hey, it's good to have you, man. Long time, first time. Long time, first, first time. First time, time. time, long time.
2: First time, first time, timeline.
1: Time yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you use the timeline? Were you mad when Facebook switched to the timeline?
2: I don't pay enough attention to it to know really what that means. So. Happened
1: around uh, 2012, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. This is timely content. I think maybe yeah, that's where yeah. I was
2: I finally caved in and got into it right around then. Yeah. So I, it was all new to me.
1: You do the mannequin challenge yet?
2: <laughs> no, I, <didn't>, I never <laughs> that stuff played. Is so hot. I never. I didn't. Harlem too. Shake
1: video maybe. Oh, no, man. I didn't, oh, I've man. never done
2: like uh, yeah any of those. And then I was on the side of uh, Pamela Anderson with the ALS ice bucket challenge. Oh. Because everyone's like folding in on it, you know, doing it just because. Someone moderately famous tagged them. Right. And she was like, What's this money going toward? They do all their research on animals and yeah. they don't really have a lot of like parameters as to how they're supposed to treat them. Let's figure that out. And I was like, All hey, right.
0: Wow. Gives me an excuse not to dump a bucket of ice water on my head. That's Isn't she sure. like a
1: QAnon person now or something? I think so. Something happened with Pam Anderson where she took a weird turn into conspiracy with her
2: game. Julian Assange. Uh, oh, that's, that's it. She was yeah, she's for a member of
0: the uh, Russian He's propaganda a- wing. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Baywatch was uh, entirely KGB invented
2: mm-hmm. media.
0: <laughs> it worked. Yeah, yeah. I never did the ice bucket challenge because nobody. I mean Pharrell, Pharrell tagged, me, tagged me. But like <laughs> oh. that, that was it. I was like, all right. You're like, as you were saying, Talk Dave, to me moderately when John famous legend tags me. Uh David, we're gonna get to know you <laughs> a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to take our listeners through a few of the things we're talking about today, mostly the Mueller thing. Uh, because that's what appeared to be what everybody was paying attention to today. But we're also gonna get to important news like uh the Hotel Taco Bell. Uh, menu. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: We know what it what it looks like. We got some ideas of the people who are blessed enough to book their rooms. It's
0: like you're That's getting to a... sleep inside a test kitchen mm. of Taco the, Bell.
2: The change between the OJ verdict or like the Clinton impeachment hearings or mm-hmm. the. Man on the Moon. Anything that was like the whole country being like, "All right, we're all focused." Yeah, it's so different now that like let's get to that. But also talk about Taco Bell a little yes. bit. Yes, yeah, of course. Really, really um, well distributed these days. We're like, it just is a small piece of what people are talking. We about. We try and touch mm-hmm. every corner
1: of this great country. Yeah,
2: it's a good uh, microcosm of. Culture at large, man. It really yeah, is. Thank you. Uh, have you reviewed our podcast yet? <laughs>
1: the American <laughs> Brain. That's this is what a five star review, listeners. Yeah.
2: I'm Scramwood391. <laughs> I wrote that.
0: Uh, we're going to talk about Facebook and uh, where that timeline uh, went and the redesigns from back in 2009, mm-hmm. why we're unhappy with them. <laughs> also, somebody from uh, the CIA went to work at Facebook. And so we'll get their impressions of just how much scarier Facebook is. Then the CIA. We're going to talk about a couple of the ways that the world is uh, conspiring against women. The world is sexist, uh, even when it comes to car accidents, uh, but also presidential elections. Uh, we'll talk about Sylvester Stallone and uh, what well, his plans for the Rocky franchise. Yeah. Uh, but first, David, we like to ask our guests what's something from your search history that's revealing about who you are.
2: I know you... The, the last couple times I've done the show, you asked me that and I always go, I don't search a lot. So this uh-huh. time I kept it up, <laughs> it is uh LA weather, LA traffic. And uh-huh. then I did a podcast with this guy, Josh Molina. So I looked him up. Yeah. Um he's been in a bunch of stuff. Very nice, real funny guy. And then the pertinent things, I was having a conversation with someone, they had gone to Costco and I was like, Oh, you're lucky like you didn't we weren't in a shooting. And they go, What? What are you talking about? And that's how common the shootings have gotten where I was like, there were two within a week at Costco, and no one had heard about it, so I looked up Costco shooting, and then it auto-filled San Diego and auto-filled Corona, and they right. were, you know, when there's under like five casualties, people are like that's nah, barely a shooting, right? right. But yeah, there was there were two in a week, and so, and then and then I looked up uh, the band Black Pumas, okay, good, mm-hmm. and McLogan's, which sells screen printing supplies in downtown Los Angeles, doing Ooh. some screening, yeah, doing some screen. I started. I used to always like. Buy stickers because I have a screen print of like shirts and posters and stuff a bunch over the years, and then for whatever reason I always associated like stickers as being well you gotta you gotta buy those, and then I realized how easy it is to do it. So oh, like to
1: just mass produce stickers on your yeah, own? yeah,
2: just make like screen print, just make a bunch of my own stickers. I bought a paper cutter, cutting up my own stickers, real punk rock.
1: Oh hell yeah, man! Yeah, you got pins too. You making pins?
2: Pin no, maker? I don't know why. I think just because I never, I know I'm not even that much of a sticker person. But I'm definitely not a. Pins In on my guy. lapel, thing, yeah. So it, it never occurs to me, really.
1: Only I don't know. Why. Yeah, the only pin you wear on your lapel, I believe, is the American flag, right? <laughs> you right. see it. Yeah, that's right. I'm thank looking you. right at it. And did you make that?
2: Yeah. This wow. is enam- it's a, nail It's it's like a resin. You. It's.
1: Yeah. Looks great.
2: Thank you. The dyeing is hard. If you look at the blue, it's not spot on, but it's close. Well, oh, I'm glad
1: you said that because I didn't want to embarrass you, But <laughs> as long as you know, it's the... bright green, yeah. David. Yeah. What? Well, uh, it's
2: <laughs> close. It's right. a family. Yeah. It's... it's a family of <laughs> colors. <laughs>
0: Uh, what is something you think is overrated? I
2: was gonna I was gonna go in on a person. I don't think that's necessary. So I thought the term stan is ridiculous. It's okay. named, I mean it's that's so overrated that people use it and the the character that it's named after didn't he, doesn't he drive his car off a bridge with his <laughs> with his girlfriend he does. in the back and in she's in the pregnant?
0: Back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and she's, then people and are she's like dead. Yeah. Uh-huh. I feel
2: like a more appropriate ultra fan would be along the lines of like scrappy doo. Yeah, love Scooby. He's just such a fan of Scooby. But oh, he himself wow. is like a pretty good little guy. Yeah, You're like oh, I'm, I'm scrappy to that guy, or I'm scrapping them. I or, scrappy. I scrap them. Yeah, I scrappy them. Something like that <laughs> is more appropriate. And here, did you watch the the case against, against... Adnan?
0: No, no. Adnan Syed.
2: It's mostly just a regurgitation of the serial stuff. Right. But there are a couple of things that are revealed in it that are fairly interesting. One. Uh, he was going through a phase where he was real jealous that she had just ended things abruptly, and he was listening to a lot of Eminem, and then they Uh-oh. find her in this trunk. Come on, guys. That's something. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Wait, so HBO is on the team of he did it? Or... No, no, no. The,
2: the, the documentary more so makes it... it you kind of leave in the same space. They present right. some stuff. He's presented at one point with the option to admit his guilt and get out of prison, and he doesn't take it. He's convinced he's going to get a new trial, and then they say no. So he presumably as from now on is going to spend the rest of his life in jail, which people would look at and be like, man, that was a bad move. Right. So him doing that, you can't tell. I mean, on, on the surface, it looks like, Oh, he's definitely not guilty. He wanted to get his innocence on the other. It's like, well, maybe his conscience was sort of like, I don't really, I did murder her. And I know she wasn't found in the trunk. She was found in the, the, by the, in the woods by that guy who was taking a pee. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that I mean, well, he should never. have
1: been listening to Lincoln Park, <laughs> right? <And> then, <laughs> there you go.
2: Yeah, then he would have just been having some sort of angst or something.
1: Yeah, he would have just been crawling in his own skin. <laughs> that would his have been wounds, the final. They will not heal, man. It would have been the final nail in his coffin
0: if they if he, they proved he had been listening to Lincoln Park and then her body <laughs> right. was found in Linkin Park. It was like Eminem and Linkin Park, and he's clearly well. Fear yeah. is
1: how he fell.
2: Right. Yeah. I don't One know. thing I don't know, and I don't about know why. What is real? It doesn't matter how hard I try with this, but. Uh, It is the one thing, I don't know why. Um, (laughs) But the little brother, when the cops came around, were like, they, I think he was nine at the time, was like, you should check out her ex-boyfriend. Oh, really? Yeah, there are like a couple little things like that that stand out, like, well, that's interesting. Yeah,
0: I didn't know that. That wasn't in Mm -hmm. serial. Right. Come on, Sarah Koenig. Well, we'll have have our moment to talk to her. Yes. Catch her ear. Yeah, that's right. In Orlando. Uh, What is something you think is underrated? C-SPAN.
2: Yeah, get on C-SPAN. <laughs> Why yeah. on earth is it not the most popular thing? The crazy QAnon people are like it's a conspiracy. All oh, the wealthy, old trips the gasoline. Blah, blah, blah. And then everyone else is like, but I, I watch the real news. I watch MSNBC where they cry at stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I think C-SPAN <laughs> is just like robots going next caller. And right, here's some stuff. They don't comment. It's just you make up your own mind when you watch C-SPAN. I think. The country at large could use a healthy dose of that. Mm. Stop letting these assholes tell you how you think. Make it up. Make up your own mind. C-SPAN's the best for that.
1: It's just funny because the anchors of that who have to do those shows where people call in, the patience that they (laughs) fucking demonstrate (laughs) is unreal. Because someone be like, "Nah, man." Like I remember when uh, when Obama was trying to do Obamacare and like the Tea Party was coming up, and it was. It's just amazing to hear a person who's. You know, hosting a show, have to hear someone's just outrageous, xenophobic take. Yeah. And then be like, interesting. Well, thank you for calling. Next. Right.
2: <laughs> one, and it just loops through. Uh, Democrat, Republican, Independent, and just loops through over right. and over. And you do start to get a sense. If you hear, like the voice you hear That's I don't know, man, I think it's a bit right. of a frame up. That only ever belongs to one party. Yes. And the, the host, like you're saying, just, they don't even flinch. They go, okay, and why is it a frame up? Well, if you look back, right. mm-hmm. that Steele dossier. That's okay. interesting. Yeah, they just. And where did you read that? <laughs> right, and wow. that, that's how it should be. That's such great journalism. I was
0: noticing the same thing <laughs> about actually during the Mueller uh, testimony. The you could just look at what part, look at the person's face and tell what party they were from from how pink their face was, <laughs> uh, the high flush that they got seemed to yeah
1: indicate. Yeah, if you Republicanism. look, C-SPAN is basically Twitter, the TV show, like yeah. political Twitter, the TV show, because mm-hmm. you're going to hear everything and anything. Sometimes, and like just on Twitter, sometimes shit has nothing to do with politics. What just happened? Someone, they'll just be lonely people <laughs> who are like, and you know, the other thing, Cox Cable, right. they actually, they're not, <laughs> right. they don't hold their word up because <laughs> I signed up for this rate Personal for, to for up. STARS, right? <laughs> and now I have STARS Latino. <laughs> and I don't know what these movies are. <laughs> and they're like, mm-hmm, thank you. Th- yep. that, this might not be the place for that.
2: Yeah, they never admonish them in any way. And they don't- Well, because it, so- it's a
1: nonprofit, and it's it was born out of the cable industry, basically saying like, here's our service for people to say, look, here's a show that was literally just a lot, like Big Brother for Capitol Hill. Like mm-hmm. you can just tune in, see what's going on. Yeah. Half the time it's not interesting. <laughs> but that's our service to you. Yeah, I guess- uh,
0: Newt Gingrich was the first person to like kind of leverage that, right? Make it a thing. Uh, was or it? at least use it. Yeah. By like, start, he started doing like grandstanding playing to the cameras on, on C SPAN. Oh, because he was like, wait, this will
1: be on C SPAN. Right. But C-Span. Other... probably
2: a smart move that yeah. a lot of elderly people are at home watching it. There is an audience for sure. Right? 100%. Try to bring that audience a little younger, though. Get that Zeitgeist crowd in there. And Dude, other people. Jack will and pick I it hosting C SPAN.
1: <laughs> right. Right, yeah, caller. Yeah, man, Q man, shut the fuck up. Next. <laughs> they are like, ah, you can't. We're nonpartisan.
0: Mm, okay. Uh and finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false?
2: <clears throat> so along the lines of the uh Alan Iverson talking about practice, we talking mm-hmm. about practice? If you know the backstory of that, sit his in here. friend, his we sit in here talking about practice. I'm supposed to
1: be a franchise player.
2: I'm supposed to be a franchise player. His best friend died the day before, and that's the reason he's, like, so upset about that. So that's a myth that he was just being a punk about, like, I don't want to practice.
1: What? Oh, He's, like,
2: his best friend from childhood had just died, and so he's, like, died, not or a was game, killed. not a game. What's that? Was he de- killed, or did he die? I think he was, uh, in his, like, in a stick-up sort of situation. Oh, Jesus Christ. So he's Christ. going through a lot of shit, and he just let it roll off his back, like, all right, everyone wants to have fun with that, and it's a, it's a thing. Yeah, Fine. it's a meme. The other one that's in that same space is... And this, I don't know how on earth I saw this press conference when I was a kid, but like when Kobe uh, left Lower Merion High School, uh-huh. has a press conference in the gym, LeBron does the decision, which he raised money, I believe, televising it, like a right. million dollars for Boys and Girls Club. Everyone shits on him because he said... Taking my talents to Miami, right South to South
0: Beach. Beach. Yeah,
2: Kobe said that in when ninety seven or whatever. When he, he said, came "I'm out.
0: taking my talents." Oakley to the NBA. Frog
2: skin glasses on his forehead, <laughs> in a suit, standing on <laughs> a podium, just looking so like I'm the king of this school. Hell yeah! And right, he goes, I, I thank you for all being here. I just want to let you know I'm taking my talents to the NBA. Mm. So it's a myth that LeBron created that. Right. It's it was a throwback. It was kind of the tip of the cap because LeBron never got recruited. He went right to the NBA. Yeah, never right. Really. So this was his chance to like to do that. That's where he came, that came from. That that sort. Those are two myths I think that are in the same
1: sphere. Another fun fact: Kobe Bryant loved those Oakley, Oakley sunglasses. <laughs> if you have his Upper Deck rookie card, he has those glasses really? on in them. Yeah, <laughs> in a game? No, it was like it was from draft <laughs> that was amazing day. Amazing though. I'm yeah. pretty sure he's like in a tan wait, he was suit wearing Oakley's.
0: Oakleys during draft day. <laughs> no, but he had them like
1: on his head. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I hate that. Uh, <laughs> this does not change my opinion about anyone. Uh, the Iverson you you thing, better was love Iverson. Such bullshit. Oh, I love Iverson. Okay. Yeah, I absolutely. Allen Iverson, I think, should be studied. He yes. needs He's a do-over. Incredible.
1: Yeah. See, this is his rookie card. Wow. There it is. <laughs> That's the look yeah. from the... That was the look, though, at the, in the yeah. late 90s. If yeah. you didn't have those Oakleys, you were a fucking <laughs> loser. Yeah. And I would, man, I had so many fake ones I would buy at the Santee Alley.
2: Woo! Yeah, you have those fake ones you think. These look absolutely identical and then all the paint would wear out. To be honest,
1: I don't know if I've ever seen a real pair of those sunglasses. (laughs) Like they were just so pervasive like counterfeit Oakleys were just everywhere that I was like, I don't know if I know anyone who actually has real Oakley money. (laughs) Also, independent of the
0: fact that his friend had been killed, like he should have been mad that anyone would ask him about practice because he didn't have to he would like roll up two team buses to go to the game like from still being out from the night before and be drunk and still drop 50 points yeah like that's how good he was and so yeah even if it wasn't true that his friend had just died like that that would be I think he he would be fully within his rights to get mad if someone was like well why don't you try harder in practice (laughs) like it's like I'm a superhero franchise fucking, fucking player. I'm not just a franchise player. I'm like a here. generational athlete. Like you've never I could like go out to a football field and throw a football inside a trash can from like fifty yards away. He's and like, like I, I haven't picked up a football in a decade. I could throw this
1: football <laughs> clear over the mountains. But so it
2: was an inflection point, perhaps for the perception of the NBA, because Larry Brown was a bad guy there. Right. Because he was trying to be like a disciplinarian to millionaires. And now <laughs> right. the idea of a coach being like, I wanna, I'm going to punish you somehow is laughable. Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. The, <laughs> yeah, the, it's true. the
1: pendulum of player power is on the complete other yeah. side. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it stays there because they're the ones who put the butts in the seats. Yep.
1: Um, um, speak for yourself. I love coaches. Yeah, you do love an animated coach. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: You stan an animated coach.
1: I stan an animated You've coach, said that. yes. In yep.
0: the sense that you write them letters every day. I write and, them letters, yeah uh, will murder her majesty.
1: Dear if... Pop. Yeah. You Dear haven't Pop. responded to my letters.
2: <laughs> I do like Pop. Oh, that's right. good yeah, call well, back to Stan. Though. Yeah. Yeah, great. I stan him. Did you ever see the Kings of Comedy, the original Kings of Comedy, yeah. where there was like some outtakes and Cedric the Entertainer is doing his Phil Jackson impression? No, this just involves whistling through his pinkies right. and goes,
0: "Scotty, Scotty!" <laughs> <laughs>
2: just, like, <laughs> up so good. Yeah, like when you look
0: at some of the. Uh... Like when the guys are miked, the timeouts. Yeah. Like the stuff they're <laughs> saying is not like.
2: Would you to play hard? Hustle as a out transcript
0: there. Would, would not look great. Some coaches have like interesting insight, but a lot of times it'll be like. All right, guys. We need to crash the boards. Yeah. It's like,
1: yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Uh huh. Yeah, but... I, I see the stat. We're getting out rebounded.
2: <laughs> Teamwork, guys. Pass the ball. Just yes. Remember that. Pass it, <laughs> guys.
1: Let's 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 be a little be, 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 be more be a little more patient. Okay. Right. Maybe that. Okay. Yeah. Patient, yeah. then that seems like intense, intense coaching. Yeah. Right.
2: A <laughs> little more patience. Oh, this guy. Whoa.
1: Yeah, whoa. Okay. okay Zen Jesus. master.
0: <laughs> um. All right. Well, let's talk about Hako uh, Bell Totel. Uh, the Dude, Taco how, Bell Hotel. I like
1: Haco Bell. Hago Bell. Shout out to Haco, Costa uh, Rica.
0: Because, uh, Miles, it seems like you're experiencing intense FOMO. Oh, my.
1: Uh, I, you look, of course. Yes. Yeah. You, it, my blood type is fucking Diablo
2: sauce. Yeah. The it, Doritos Locos, that right? you're into that? Oh, I don't.
1: Yeah. I'm not really into. I'm more with, like, staple ones. Oh, like, okay. one, when, the, when they had the old logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, around the time of the Demolition Man uh, <laughs> promotion they did. Yeah. Because they redid the logo, you know what I mean? And they mm. used to be run for the border, <laughs> that problematic tagline. <laughs> right. Um, run so, for the border? Yeah, do you remember that? No. It was I like do. Taco Bell, I do, run but for the border. Did they still use the bells, about that. same
2: bell sound? Boom.
1: Yeah, I think they still, still bell it
2: up. They kept
1: that. uh But, you know, as we all know, or at least I know very intensely, the rooms for the Taco Bell Hotel in Palm Springs ran out in two minutes. Two minutes flat. <laughs> two minutes fucking flat. We were
0: both on the site. I
1: was using a VPN from yes. Bologna, Italy. Oh wow! Italia, even oh, you went to Italy? Well, yes, I have
2: electronic.
1: It's we'll have to talk about that at some point. Uh, It's really great, actually. If you haven't been, you (laughs) simply must Uh go. Uh, But to add to that, I was unable to get on there. Most people weren't. We all weren't. And the one thing I was always interested in in the promo is like there will be a special menu because Mm -hmm. it's a hotel. It's chic now, and we've now we're getting a little preview of what those dishes are. And they, you know, they're really elevating their game. The first one. Avocado (laughs) toastada. Okay. It features multi-grain toast with avocado mash, breakfast radishes, chipotle seasoned, sorghum, cereal grain, and Diablo puffs. I'm not sure what the Diablo puffs are, but it looks like, you know, uh,
0: pretty... It looks like avocado toast. Yeah. Tostadas
1: are a thing.
0: But there's no tostada in it. There's no tostada aspect. That is purely a uh, nominal hat tip to the fact that it's Taco Bell. What is?
2: I knew nothing about this. And it's already in life each day that we go, is this real life? But this is really compounding that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Taco Bell Hotel. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a pop-up. It's, it's a pop-up. actually a oh, brand okay.
1: activation, David. Oh, uh, what well, You have to sorry. understand. I am a yeah. fan of that. I it's can't... an activation. <laughs> well, now that you said, put it's it an like experience. that, right. I do yeah. like that. Put it into marketing terms for me. <laughs> uh, but it actually, in Spanish, tostada means toasted. So I oh, guess okay. you could get away with that. Uh, also, the Toasted Cheddar Club, it's just a sandwich, really. Yeah, that man. one looks like the most regular thing. It's this just... makes
0: me uh, less... Upset that I did not get
1: these. Okay, the next one though Fire Chip Chilaquiles. Okay. Red now, Triangle Chips. I mean, the Chilaquiles look pretty good.
0: Now, are the Red Triangle Chips Doritos?
1: I don't know, man. They're Fire Chips, so maybe they're coated in red Fire Sauce. Triangle like Fire chips? Sauce Dust. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They are doing it, like, so literally. Right. Why red do they corn? have to
0: describe it like an alien seeing Doritos for the first time? Like, <laughs> triangular
1: <laughs> triangular red starch, triangle chip. starch pyramids for your consumption. <laughs> uh, and then also, the the one that's very interesting is a Baja Blast, as this they say is the one that in España. Me. Birthday freeze. And it basically just looks <laughs> like a this. frozen fucking... It just looks like a, a Baja Blast slushy with uh-huh. sprinkles in it. But again, Baja Blast exclusive to Taco Bell. The
0: Baja Blast birthday freeze. Yeah. Uh so it's got little birthday cake like funfetti in the Baja Blast. Ah oh,
1: man. Do you think we should? I'm going to I think I'm just going to hang around outside and try and just sneak in. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? It's probably I probably that'll go it. pretty well. I think so. <laughs> Most I'm pretty things good at sell sneaking and in stuff.
2: 20 seconds. They have pretty lax security.
1: Yes. Well, based on like how I used to see people like sneak into like music festivals and stuff, where there's a will there's a way. Yeah. And if there's Baja Blast freeze, I'm going to be there. Baja um, Blast.
0: I'm disappointed by this because it seems like other than the uh, birthday Baja freeze, uh, everything is more uh, hotel influenced than Taco Bell influenced. Yeah. Well, I
1: think if you ate Taco Bell for every meal for even two nights straight, the bathrooms would be a disaster. Yeah.
2: I think I you know. have to introduce regular food. For me. But everyone Whoa. knows this, and it's sold out so quickly. Is, right. is that the thing with Taco Bell? Everyone jokingly goes, I'm going to get diarrhea, but I love it.
1: Right. I mean, look, truth be told, I don't get diarrhea from Taco Bell. I just try and seem human. I have garbage stomach.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh,
1: I just do weird farts after Taco Bell. Nothing other than that.
2: Do you right. genuinely enjoy it when you're eating it, or is yeah. it like a childhood thing? No,
1: right? I, I like it. Yeah, I like good. it. It's But the thing is, it's in a, it occupies like in my brain. It occupies another space for like trash food. Yeah, yes, I yes. don't hold it up as like you know what is a fucking culinary <laughs> experience. Taco Bell. I'm a creature of habit. I grew up eating Taco Bell. I smoke weed. I like the the things that it does to me, uh, deep down inside. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I come from.
2: Nice. I but don't yeah.
1: smoke weed, and I still
0: eat it. So I don't even have. That so excuse. I guess
1: maybe to your point, it maybe is a momentum from childhood that yeah. I cannot break. Like, it's just, the once I broke Taco Bell inertia as a child, <laughs> I'm reaching terminal velocity. <laughs> oh. I'm
2: uh-huh. probably, like, on a, every three years.
0: Like, right. Oh,
2: yeah, Taco Bell, it's late, there's nothing else. I love Taco Bell, and then I'll have, I enjoy every bite, but then, yeah, that thing afterwards right after like, huh. like mm, never again. And then three years later, same process. Yeah. That's yeah. how I
1: feel with Arby's. I don't eat Arby's as much as I should. Arby's <laughs> changes, should.
0: man.
2: You were an Arby's kid? I feel well, like Well
1: no, I see that's the thing. I didn't get Arby's as much as a kid. And then I had my first Arby's around like thirteen and I was like, yo, what the <laughs> fuck? This beef and cheddar with horsey sauce <laughs> That's actually how I was with Taco
0: Bell. I didn't have it as a very young person, but then I had it with a, a friend of mine's family after a basketball game and was a revelation
1: i like the anonymity that you've (laughs) a friend a friend's family who shall not be named right
2: i feel like people here have to be so careful when they're raising their children like healthy and natural and non-gmo and vegan even and because all you're doing is raising a little child that sees all their friends or even just one friend you go over to sleepover and like that taco
1: bell right it lives in
2: their brain forever and then when they're old enough they're like i mean this all the time that is me. Yeah. That's, that's so many people. I had an
1: immigrant me. mom who did everything. Oh, I want this thing. Nah, we can make that at home. Yeah. yeah. No, that's bad for you. It's poison. Cut to me, like, at every like American kid friend's house, being like, can I drink all this ranch dressing? Eating <laughs> actual poison. Oh, yeah. <laughs> from under oh, the one, sink. My mom said it's poison. I don't know. Is right. that good?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that must be equally good. Uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, and I think all three of us spent some time watching Mr. Mueller this morning, end to end, end to
1: end. Yeah, you got up at five. Yep. Wow. Uh, I didn't set me. an alarm. I said, well, part of me was like, you know what? I know there it's going to be sort of each side repeating the same things over and over yes. for three hours, which it was. It really but part was. of me wanted to see his opening statements and to like. When you, when you actually watch it and you get the feel of the rhythm of it is when you really start like, seeing it for what it is. Yes. And like, where, what, the, what the playbook was for the Republicans and what the playbook was for the Democrats. As
0: TV, uh, it was excruciating. I would say. <laughs> it was one of the worst things I've ever watched on TV. Uh, as a performance, uh, I think he came off as somewhere between Bartleby the Scrivener and dehydrated Spongebob. Like the like Hello. <laughs> I
1: can't that. Oh, have you mean Muller did? Yes. What? Uh, <laughs> um I I said as I said before, I will not be referring to anything with right. this like teal Dossier. That yeah. was
2: a that's where the never really seeing him in public really came into focus all the all the images are kind of touched up where he's still like a square jawed marine yeah Yeah, he looks like he
0: could land a fucking right right on your
1: jaw
2: oh yeah and then you you see him you're like oh he's 85 yeah he's an elderly man
1: (laughs) uh yeah no he's 74 and i i think that showed and it was it was one of those moments where it's like don't meet your heroes guys (laughs) that's like if you were one of these like liberal people who's like You know, wearing your fucking Muller time head to toe outfit, be like, here we go, Bobby. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, what? Who? (laughs) Who's speaking? (laughs) Oh,
2: <laughs> be gone. <laughs> but hidden within that is like, because it did start so rough and bumpy and a lot. of what? I can't. Huh? Yeah, yeah then, who's talking?
0: <laughs> I guess, is that a thing that like, because he seemed confused constantly well, about who was Well, you're sort of talking.
1: like in a, not panopticon, but like in this half circle right. sort of situation. So like when some voice out of nowhere, you know, like they're people literally end to end. So it's not like there a light yeah. goes on. It's like, bing serving number this yeah. congressperson yeah.
0: there would be like somebody would be like three minutes into their question and then he'd be like
1: oh there you are <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry can you repeat that can you start are, over? are you fucking the whole part dude <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry repeat that <laughs> the <laughs> whole fucking part dude <laughs> no I'm the sorry. question <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry please speak into the mic I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> Is a lot his the- mic discipline also let, left something to be done. Yeah, yeah. I think, rest assured, he will not be guesting on this podcast. And
0: people who are political, like who pay attention to the political scene and like have seen him testify before, said he seemed. Very much like he had lost a step or something. Like, yeah. like well, in I mean, the past. Everyone's he has
2: hopes been. are are really resting on a guy who desperately does not want to speak in public. Yes. Yeah. You just should never have all of your cards or whatever eggs in that basket, whatever the analogy is. Because they're gonna do that. They're gonna be like oh, I'm a little tight, I'm a little nervous. Yeah, there are yeah. a
1: few things like I mean, between A him from the get go and even before he actually actually sat down, he was saying, I'm only going to stick to what is in the report. I will not fucking speak about anything yeah. else. Don't ask me to fucking give you insight into how we were deliberating within this office. Yeah. I will talk about what's on paper. And, and despite that, everyone kept doing the thing that he told them he wasn't going to do. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to read my report to you, right. He's like, right? right.
2: And he had, coming into the second part, had to make one slight correction. So otherwise he, you know, coherently even though it sounded weird like gathered his thoughts shared said what he said to not contradict himself in any way right people were like oh he didn't know the report it's an enormous report he you know he would reference it what are you talking about Reference it. Okay, here's what I can say on that. Right. It just showed the d- glaring difference between if you don't speak with ultra confidence, people will make it look like everything you said was idiotic. If you say ran to the ramparts and took over the airports with confidence, people are like, right. that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. was fucking asinine. Right. This yeah. guy. Well, that's when you can tell like a
1: lot of the takes were from people who were just overly invested in what the f- how the, the TV clips, the Twitter moments were going to look like where yeah. it's like, oh man, he's- he's he's stumbling to find stuff in the yeah. in his notebook it's like no 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 my it, hold on speaking it's of, the fucking yeah. substance of what he's saying is important yeah. right you know that also it does indicate how much or how much people put into like, well, how, how fucking confident was he? when
0: he said Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think as TV, it will play better, like, on the news and on, like, as it's, watching it just straight was brutal. Because, like, even when he was referring to something in the report, there would be, like, 30 seconds where he was having to, like, locate it. Right. And then be like, okay, there it is. Yeah. And, but the content of what he said was brutal. Pretty clear, right?
1: There like was well, yeah. I yeah. mean, there wasn't a fucking thing that he said that Republicans could run with and be like, "You see, right?" Mueller fucking all the takes from the right of of that are in regards to this uh, testimony are. He doesn't know his own report. He was struggling to find things in his own report. He didn't really understand facts. It's so clear that the Democrats were actually the real ones behind the wheel of this thing. Oh, thanks to the Democrats for that terrible showing. Mueller looks lost. But, I mean, aside from those parts, everything that was actually substantive that
2: he said was not a good look for them. Right. (laughs) It was like if if a crime had occurred— That they went out and caught the majority of the suspects. There was still one at large and they just didn't quite have enough. And maybe it filtered into similar to like a mafia structure. So they're running. Wow, we've we've uh, captured all these people. We've tried them. We've convicted them. And then this would be like a courtroom drama where the defense would go, "Yes, but the person who initially called nine one one has a history of alcoholism. Can we focus on that?" Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. Really, what? Yeah, yeah. Why is that what you're focusing huh? on? Also,
1: oh, you were the detective. <laughs> yes. Well, this guy isn't even hot or young, so I don't know why we're not even <laughs> right. listening to him. What yeah. the fuck is this, man? Um.
0: Yeah. I mean, t- here are some things that I just had as like big takeaways that, like, again, weren't great when they were sprinkled throughout six, seven hours of Mm -hmm. testimony, Uh, but his report, he specifically reiterated his report did not exonerate Trump, uh, was not a witch hunt. Uh, Russia interfered on Trump's behalf. Uh, They are interfering while we sit here. So Trump just being like blase and his administration not uh, taking active measures to stop the active measures is not a good thing. Trump welcomed their interference Describing Trump embracing WikiLeaks as problematic is an understatement. Yeah, because they kept trying to
1: be like, "Is that, that's unpatriotic, correct?" And he's like, well, "I I can't. I don't want to say right. it like that." Well, it would not be good if he was actually embracing a hostile foreign agent or an intelligence agency. That would be problematic. <laughs> problematic is an understatement. Right. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Damn. You bring this hero like out of. The depths of the Coliseum. and right. everyone there is waiting. And the first sound you hear is them go. Ha, 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 it's what the fuck? Yeah, a lions. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, some of the, he said some of the people he was investigating on Trump's side weren't telling the truth, and some were outright liars, uh, and would generally agree that lies from Trump's staff members impeded his investigation. Uh, and denied he denied for the first time Trump's claim that he was trying to get hired as FBI director. Yeah.
1: Uh well, then it's the uh, I think maybe the screaming of the GOP helped people not real if you were I guess on the fence. I mean this hearing was really only to maybe sway the f- slim number of voters who aren't quite sure what to make of this mm-hmm. and it seemed like the Republicans in that first hearing in the Judiciary Committee, they were just like, Let's just fucking scream at this guy and treat him like a piece of shit right. There's one moment where Louis Gomert, who's a Republican, he's like, I would like to enter. This document, this article, Robert Mueller behind the mask. And then like <laughs> Jerry Nathers, like, yeah, like he's smirking. He's like, sure, dude. <laughs> and then goes on and just screams like it. Just listen. I, I don't even need to give you context because even his question, I wasn't even sure where he was coming from. I, OK, the thing he was saying is like, isn't it unfair to these people who are involved in this investigation? They've been called treasonous. And Blauner blah, blah. is like, yeah, but that's why I tried to wrap up my interviews with them so I could move on. Yeah, and right. then he just keeps screaming. And they see the big Justice Department with people that hate that person coming after him, and then a special counsel appointed who hires dozen or more people that hate that person. And he knows he's innocent. He's not corruptly acting in order to see that justice is done. What he's doing is not obstructing justice. He is pursuing justice. And the fact that you Gentleman's ran it out it. two years means Gentleman's you to- perpetuated injustice. I take, your I take your question. Gentlemen's time has expired. That was my favorite, Robert. Of <laughs> yeah. all the times he didn't, his non-answers, because there were over, what, 200 times? He was like, nah, fam, I'm not talking about right. that. Yeah. When he said, I take, your, I take question your question was my favorite right. chess pass right back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I take your
0: question. Yes, I heard your question, and
1: let's move forward. Now eat this. Right. But yeah, th- <laughs> again, I think that's where Louis Gohmert's attempt, at I, for that, that clip specifically, I think was saying, Donald Trump was doing all this shit because he was actually getting at the truth, which is how, that's why he had to lie to investigators, because that the truth is actually the lie that he's telling. So mm-hmm. he's pursuing, not upset. <laughs> See that? And I screamed when I said that. <laughs> so that'll be on Fox
2: they were trying to play that angle a little bit of like this is unamerican and i liked how every third like democrat especially questioning him would be like you yeah, got a purple heart you've dedicated your entire right. life to sir it was just so yeah. a good little level of contrast the there. tone
1: changed though in the intel committee because they those congress members were less uh, into st- like badgering him mm-hmm. a lot of them actually thanked him to start off, that wasn't as that wasn't happening as much in the d- Judiciary
0: Committee. They probably got mm-hmm. some like intel that it was like testing like, bad with Fox yeah. News <laughs> like for this, them to
1: badger a purple. Right. heart. this guy looks like what people think their hero dad is. Right, like so, whatever.
2: But people had mentioned, especially all the, you know, you have all these like, Twitter attorneys and things that are like, well, reading this and looking. There's probably a sealed indictment somewhere that the moment he's not president. That will get delivered. And that feels more probable than ever. And yet, I think it'll still have no impact.
1: Well, a lot of people were, yeah, a lot of, there were a lot of articles like written based on his response of saying, like, if the, you know, after leaving office, can the president be indicted? And he goes, like, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. But I don't think, I think some people immediately took it as, oh, when he's not in, he will be. Right. More so than like, yeah, based on the, the guidelines I had, which is you can't indict a sitting president. Legally, that Legally, is possible. Legally, yes, that is possible.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, but this is a pretty, so uh, one of the Democratic Congress people said, so it's fair to say the president tried to protect himself by asking staff to falsify records relevant to an ongoing investigation. And Mueller said, I would say that's generally a summary.
1: Yeah. Isn't that just, isn't that basically, so the president obstructed justice? Yes. Mm-hmm. He tried to say as many times, like, I'm not going to say impeachment, but I'll use this one phrase of like, and then there are other people whose responsibilities it is under the constitution to take action. Right, right. Congress.
2: <laughs> when they went through all four whatever it is, like articles or objects of obstruction and...
1: Oh, like went, the criteria that the has criteria. to be met? And this
2: happened? Yeah. And this? Happen- yeah. And mm-hmm. this- yeah. Mm-hmm. Each time. And so they laid it out like, yeah, all of them have happened. There right. has been undeniable obstruction. Which
1: is when the when the GOP realized that that was happening. They go, was the point of this just to get uh, him to say that we should impeach the president? And <laughs> it's, it's like, like, okay, relax. But yeah, that that's what it's looking like, isn't it? I like uh, the but one we'll guy s-
2: that went and, we went back to your law school and we found all these books. Yeah, and he I laughed.
1: Had- <laughs> he laughed at that one too. <laughs> When he's like, there is no office of exoneration. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, I'm not going to get embroiled in a legal discussion about this. Like, he's, yeah. I, if you're just smart and you take it for what he's saying, he's like saying, this does not, this isn't, an, because I did not charge him is not an indication that nothing bad, like, there was no transgression. Right, And I think that's where they're like, well, there is no—conceptually, exoneration doesn't exist legally, so therefore he's not—like, no one can exonerate him, so that means he's innocent, no obstruction, no collusion, okay, no. <laughs> uh The way it's being treated by
0: Trump and uh, the right wing is completely out of line with what we're saying here. It's that Trump seems to just be acting as though it was a complete exoneration. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the hearing in which he said— uh, he was not exonerated or it was the report wasn't an exoneration. He's treating as if it were an exoneration.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean the, the, the truth is a force of nature. As much as like, you know, we're all like, oh man, he he look he definitely lost a step and all this other stuff, his sort of really measured answers or maybe just general slowness or mm-hmm. just maybe slow roll into senility and his just demeanor. I think helps him a lot from any kind of criticisms that could come from the right. I think obviously on the left, a lot of people were frustrated because they're like, just fucking say the thing. Like, right. Just go a step further and be like, I just want to say, first of all, everything I wrote in here is true. Yeah. Right. There's nothing false in here. This is a real investigation. So first take that. Like, I think people wanted a moment like that. Right. And he didn't do it because that's as everyone who who knows Robert and spoke to like journalists say. He's just an upstanding sort of servant of the constitution. And he comes off. Yes, he may have been boring, but he definitely came off as nonpartisan because he was just as in, not disinterested in elaborating uh, on questions from the left as he was from the right. And he didn't he didn't come off like he had any kind of agenda either. He was just right. more like, I'm just you go ahead
2: and but I know what I'm gonna say and what I right. won't. Yeah. It's and, as close as like a robot or a computer. You could get to, to be like, now, what do you think? I'm not allowed to think. Right. Right. I'm sorry. But your data shows this. Yes.
1: But my algorithm has, (laughs) but my programming has kept me from elaborating. Mm -hmm. Try a new angle. (laughs) But yeah, they, I think the one thing that was just always funny to see is like he, every time I'd be like, just so you know, I'm not talking about the steel dossier. I'm right. not going to talk about it. Yeah. It has nothing to do with me. That's something else going on with, be, inside the department. And here's of justice. the good news.
2: Here's the good news. Yeah. We're like, Fucking, what a clown.
1: He yeah. There go. was so, but I guess that shows you too how like one dimensional the line of thinking was for the, the Republicans, which was like, just hit him on the steel dossier. Just right. hit that steel dossier over and over, and then this house of cards will come crumbling, <laughs> crashing down. And every time there was like a string of questions where he's like, I'm not talking about that. Yeah. Okay. Right. But what about this thing, Christopher Steele? I'm not gonna, Okay. As mentioned. Yeah. will not be talking. As and then referenced. it
2: doesn't matter how old you are, how much you stammer, never lost his cool, never got rattled, even with the... Uh, 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 oh, where? Page? <laughs> huh? Which okay. one of you?
1: Yeah. And he was like pretty unequivocal for most the most part when he'd be like, I believe what is written in here. So if yeah. it's in there, those are my beliefs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, hearing that... He would have loved to interview Trump, was it nice too. He was like, yeah. that would have helped a lot. Um, but I think one thing that Republicans cannot deny, no matter how they want to paint his performance or what Democrats or their intent was, was that not a single one of them was able to disprove anything in that report. Yeah. Every question was just around like, oh, well, uh, uh, Peter Struck and Lisa Page are basically Hillary Clinton in a, in a fucking trench coat. Right. <laughs> Pretending to be them and like just shit like that. It was never attacking the actual evidence that was discovered, which is the most damning part. And that's where I think, I mean, if you're not fully a partisan, you might look at that and be like, what are they what, what are they really getting at here? Right.
2: I like how he answered that where he's like, I've, you know, 25 years I've been interviewing people. I've never asked their political affiliation. Yeah. It's, can they do the job?
1: Right. Well, right. And also, if you were a career prosecutor working in the Department of Justice, if you were putting a team together and you go, well, hold on, who'd you vote for? <laughs> right. You'd be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Are you only looking for partisans or something? Yeah. <laughs> Versus like, as he said, no, man, we're fucking professionals. Like, that's Damn. not a, that's just not how this shit works. Right.
2: But the- the inanity of Trump being able to say, yeah, I answered all their questions in a timely manner and told the absolute truth. And I think he refuted all of that today. Did he right. answer all your questions? No. Were there some things that were inaccurate? Yes. Yeah. And it took a team of people writing it, not doing it in person. And yet Trump will come out and say, "Like, yeah, yeah, I talked to him. Right. Right that that the the group that still follows him, the fact that that is not in any way bothersome is insurmountable, I believe, as far as like getting people to be rational in any way,
0: yeah, yeah, this is probably not doing anything to convince any of them, but uh yeah, it'll I lo- think yeah, we'll see what it does when it comes to polling of uh independent people, I mean uh, obviously probably nothing,
1: Mitch McConnell is a fucking troll who will never do anything but like you would hope that even hearing robert Mueller say to this day mm. that the that the russians are still engaged in full-on fuckery that maybe he'll actually entertain this bill that's in the senate right. of protecting the elections mm-hmm. i'm like what if he's telling you it's a it's a threat mm-hmm. uh, uh, but again the end game for them is Trump has to stay in office elections. as yeah if 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 we gotta cheat our way into this one, we gotta fucking do that, yeah, right, um, and that's what's even more frightening about all of this, too is like those are the sides where it's like, well shit, if Trump's out, then like this shit's really a rap, or who knows, I mean, what the Democrats are doing in power, but yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah, and there was also the point
0: the part, I think one of the more kind of open. Moments was when he talked about how he didn't subpoena the president because he knew it would take years for uh, that to, like, wind its way through the court, and he was weighing that versus actually getting answers, which he didn't think he was going to get anyways.
1: But then they used that as an opportunity to be like, well, but, I mean, obviously, that's maybe that's something else. Maybe because he was innocent. Maybe that's why he didn't do it. Yeah. Or maybe there I, wasn't enough. Like, why didn't you? I still blame the
0: media mostly for, like, Putting this sped up timeline on him like publishing his report uh, because like it was extremely fast for a special uh, counsel investigation like compared to other ones like they they take a long time to get this many arrests he was working fast but people were like when's this fucking report gonna come out guys like it's right. been it's been a year already it's like well Ron Contra took like seven years Um Anyways, old Ron Contra. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a
1: cool name,
2: Ron Contra. <laughs> <Ron> Contra.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he just only ref- only ever went by Ronald. Like, Ronald. Dude, it's such a cool dude, Ron I- Contra. No, no, I'm Ronald. My mother Ronald. named me Ronald, and it's an insult to her. I'm Ronald Contra. I'm
1: I Ronald Contra. <laughs> <laughs> I Ronald Contra. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> There's, you're getting very fast and loose with the. Yeah, that's out. our <laughs> shitty applause sign. I
0: realize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, Facebook just paid $5 billion for something. Uh,
1: <laughs> All right, that's it, man. Dave, we're going find you?
0: I'm sure that's a lot of it. money When, when did you guys them.
2: start uh, mailing it in?
0: <laughs> mailing it, it's <laughs> easy, right? Yeah. But they're also, in the news, there's a headline. Uh, Wait, what
1: was their settlement again? Oh, that was at the FTC, bills. right? Yeah. Yeah. What was it for? They basically got hit, got hit with that $5 billion fine for, quote, Violating consumers' privacy, and right. almost twenty times greater than the largest privacy or data security penalty ever imposed worldwide. But five billions a fucking drop in the gigantic bucket. Billions are—that's a big number. Yeah, but th- what isn't? Th- aren't they worth isn't like that a million, three hundred billion or something? Like, right? That's, that's what, still a significant amount. Well, I'm just saying the government agencies in this country have a real uh, low bar when it comes to like what is a real penalty right especially against like institutions that are like have billion dollars in the bank like banks and shit that they fucking right. are just like yeah sure i know you'd like we're fucking around with like upwards of you know hundreds of billions in like bad transactions uh we're charging you a billion dollars <laughs> right <laughs> wells fargo good thing your friend is now my boss here in the government um but let's talk about uh this employee who uh
0: was interviewed for wired uh who has a background as a CIA officer turned Facebook employee.
1: Yeah, uh, and this woman, Yael Eisenstadt, uh, I think is her name. I, 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 Eisenstadt, Eisenstadt. Pardon me, Yael Eisenstadt. Uh, yes, worked for the CIA as a, was a diplomat in East Africa, advisor to Vice President Biden, and before that, and then came because they were like, "Hey, we need, we have a I think an election meddling problem. Oh. Do you want to check it out?" And she joined as. Uh, head of global elections integrity ops and that was meaning like hey you're in the cia you get it you know how this shit works like what can we be doing to like safeguard democracy around the world which um, is
0: the cia's number one number job. one priority the thing they're most famous for is, is to safeguarding to, democracy safeguarding
1: <laughs> oil profits with now.
0: targeted assassinations
1: targeted assassinations and uh yes and if we have to use jackals we'll do that Um, but then on day two, she realized that the job probably wasn't going to be all that chill because she was like instantly there. Like her boss was like, yeah, we're going to, I think we're changing it up a little bit based on like what we need. And we're just going to make you a manager for now. And she's (laughs) like, I'm from the fuck what? Okay. (laughs) So when they asked her, she goes on this interview, she says, quote, once I walked in that door, I was never once empowered to do the work I was hired to do. And in fact, more than not being empowered, I was purposefully sidelined. It's Facebook. Everyone talks about it being a flat organization. Everybody talks about how anybody can go talk to anybody. It was never that way for me. My boss intentionally never let me participate in any of the meetings that were specifically about the job I was hired to do. Whew. So you're like, huh, that's interesting. Well, what else did they do? Like, what what kind of stuff they do in foreign interference? Her first part was just sort of like, um, they just kind of did the bare minimum, which isn't much. But she says, the foreign interference part, this might sound odd, but should be the easiest part to fix. Of course, people can always game it, but there are basic tools you can put in place. There were advertisers who paid in rubles. <laughs> Those are things that shouldn't have been that hard to figure out. <laughs> that was like her day one analysis. Like, "I'm you accept rub? Uh, okay, so why don't we do that? And I think maybe that's when they were, but when was she was asked, like, do you think you were just a publicity stunt? She didn't think she was, but I think, or she didn't believe she was, but as her work became clearer, I think that's when she realized that Any suggestions she made was going to butt up against what the business model is of all of these uh, social media platforms. And she's very clear it's not just about Facebook or Google or Twitter or YouTube, whatever. This is just how all social media works. And I think this is what's very interesting and something that we deeply need to consider. Quote, The business model is to keep you engaged. It's not even a question of whether advertising is bad or good. It's a question of what do they have to do to keep you engaged long enough to get those ads in front of your eyeballs. Their tools are doing what they can to keep us engaged, which is taking us down more and more extreme rabbit holes, which is polarizing us more and more because the salacious talking points and salacious clickbaity headlines are what keep people's eyeballs on their screens. And the more and more you can keep us outraged, keep us angry, keep us polarized, it just makes it much easier for Russia to come in and exploit that. For me, the biggest issue is to fix a business model that intentionally feeds on the worst part of who we are as humans. And yes, people can say, isn't it just human beings? Is it Facebook or Google or Twitter or YouTube's fault that people love this stuff? It's not their fault, but they're absolutely manipulating it and exacerbating it and getting into our psychology in order to keep us on their screen. So I can't buy the, isn't it just human nature argument? Right. They're engineering things to manipulate human nature. And now, yeah, to the point where it's like, well, fuck, I guess if we keep turning, adding spice to the recipe, it will just, it's already starting to burn. But if it's like, no, man, I guess we need spicier shit to get people fucking going to keep so I can serve you an ad for Shambong or whatever the fuck it is. (laughs) Right. Uh, But I think that's really, yeah, I think that's the that's part of the business model that I think legislators also have to look at of like, oh, you're purely guided by I need advertisers to buy ads. The only way I can make our our platform Uh, attractive to advertisers by saying, I can keep idiots staring at this fucking thing for X hours at a time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's this book, good to great. That's like, this guy did a study on uh, companies that had like sustained success. And one of the like main things he says they all have in common is called the hedgehog principle, which is like, they know one thing. Like they just always have the same sort of core value Uh, At the heart of everything they do. So, like, with, I forget what the, like, Gillette was one of the companies, and like, it was like some manner of like shaving, like, staying focused on being the best in the world at like providing like shaving things. So, uh, with Facebook, like, it seems like the entire like DNA of the country, of the company is built on, you know, is built counter to actually like protecting people's privacy yeah. and not manipulating them and not making it easy for them to be manipulated. Right. So it doesn't like you can't just put a single person in there and change like the molecular structure of the company. Like yeah. that's just not it's an organism. They mm-hmm. everything about it is built to be a successful company that makes money. And the way they do that is the opposite of what we are asking them to do so it's not going to come from within like they would either need to be dismantled or you would need to put like a government agency inside the company that like regulates them and is like sitting in on their meetings. Yeah, like media it has to be like totally unprecedented
1: yeah and the funny thing like the the one thing that she was saying like based on her working there and understanding like seeing like oh their whole thing is to know what the fuck you want to see and just keep accelerating your need to keep looking. And she's that's where she was like, Yeah, I'm in this unique position where I've worked at the CIA. And I can tell you Facebook knows fucking way more about you than even the CIA does. So That's uh, troubling.
0: Yeah. Cause the CIA knows a lot about me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They do. Had <laughs> you wind me up on years? their screens, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he used to Ooh. run this really weird Tumblr. Oh, yeah. that'll get that'll yeah. get him? Real weird. Yeah. A lot of weird wacky stuff on there.
2: Um, we all saw the, I mean, that's not to say everyone did, but the people that like, even the Lego movie, all these things that are about like dystopian sort of futures and everyone went, okay, just, just kind of keep a heads up. There were people that were late adopters to phones and then smartphones, people that were late joining Facebook or any of those social media platforms to be like, God damn it. All my friends are gone. I'm either going to just live out here in the woods rubbing sticks together and never see anyone. Right. I got to kind of join the hive. And it, it it became like inescapable for us. Yeah. So yeah. it felt like no, no, no. We'll, we'll all kind of monitor each other. and Like, hey, keep an eye out, Big Brother, right? Have right? right. hey, we all read that? Right. And now it's just so we're so immersed in it, it's so oppressive that we're like, well, now I'm little
1: brother. Right, you know,
2: and it just seems absolutely impossible. Like you're talking about, like we need someone to come and regulate it. That'll never happen, right? We have no power to do that to in any way hold them accountable, When there are hundreds of billions of dollars. And if you
1: remember when Zuckerberg went up to testify in front of Congress, these motherfuckers don't know what they don't know what the fuck this is, right? Like those congressmen were like, "My granddaughter got a game that said I was racist," right? Right. Like, well, you are, Steve King. Right. So <laughs> yeah. what you want to do? But like, the, even then, we're, we don't even have the legislators that are equipped with the idea, the like conceptually what this is and what the potential is of this kind of thing. Yeah, and that's where we're like, oh man. And then she, in the this CIA, uh, former CIA person, former Facebook employee, even pointed to that. She's like, yeah, I don't even know if Congress is fucking equipped to even under like conceptually get down to what this is. But. She was like, "We we need a targeted assassination
0: to take care of right. this problem." She's like, "Yeah, <laughs> calling a jackal. This if we can't smear Zuckerberg things. with Compromat, <laughs>
1: then maybe he shouldn't fly private too much." The thing about, uh, do you have friends who have to this day, to this day, uh, not you, who are not on Facebook? Uh, I have, I have one friend who really? has f- avoided MySpace, every fucking social media like thing. Like the whole. Oh, okay. He's a ghost. He is not fucking available on this shit. And I commend him because now I'm – it wasn't even like him being like, oh, I don't know. He was just sort of like, what do I got to do? Sign up? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know I get a a fucking picture on my – nah, I'm good. Right. (laughs) And then like now I'm like, this guy's got it all figured out. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny. Like I feel like there are are kinds of people who are so suspicious that never engaged in it and then – People like my my friend, who was just too lazy and didn't care enough about technology to be interested in it, Yeah. until he was trying to use Tinder, and he's like, you need a Facebook account. <laughs> and he's like, fuck it. I'm I'm just going to use OkCupid then. Right. I don't
2: need it. Nice. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, I like his style.
0: No, I mean, I barely fuck with Facebook, but I do fuck with other social media platforms. Um, it
2: does seem like young people make fun of people who have Facebook, which is... At least a little bit uplifting. Yeah. But they're going to age into a category where they go, oh, I want to see everyone's baby photos. They're yeah. going to merge into it where – because you see all that stuff. Like Snapchat is such a great thing for the temporary nature of existence. Yeah. Like they're they're living a life kind of knowing – the previous generation was like, that was your great-grandmother's table, so you own that now, and you have to keep it forever. And you're like, it means nothing to me. It right. takes up a lot of space. Right. right. But it's been in the family And the younger people are like, oh, I had this photo. It was the greatest day of my life. It disappeared. I'll never see it again. Such is life. What's next? What's the next thing? I'm in the present. So potentially that could be – I mean, of course, there's still ways to data mine all of your stuff and sell your information with that. But it's a a little less like – every time people (laughs) sit down and type anything on Facebook, they're saying – Here's where I am. Here's what I like. Here's how you can market to me. And that's what I think. Now you know that's what I think. Yeah. 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 This never goes away. And this is ephemeral. Well, that's why I've been
0: saying Snapchat is an entire philosophy. It's not just a platform, man. It's all about the ephemeral, Uh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was interesting. I heard an interview with uh, Janine Garofalo uh, where she she like still has the like mindset of like somebody in the Late '90s, who's like, I don't really fuck with computers, but like, you know, for like good, like reasons that at the time might have seemed paranoid, but now, but like, it, w- it was just wild because I was like, oh yeah, I haven't heard somebody like this since I was like ten years old. Like people just like <laughs> stopped having this concern. Everyone was just like, yeah, we joined, Like yeah. everything's good now. Uh, but she was like, yeah, I don't really do computers, and like, I don't put anything on the internet, and I was like. <laughs> what a loser but now know who like you are. two years in retrospect I'm like oh okay. how are you going to get those for, likes yeah. for
2: years I didn't have any of the stuff and I yeah. sent out a mailing list through my website starting in like maybe 2007 or 8 something like that and then it finally like avalanched where I just I couldn't reach out and get in touch with people yeah they were only available through the network so I was like damn you used to be able to like search them or go to their website or mm-hmm. something like or you might even have someone's actual phone number written down and then So I'm doing a a bunch of stand-up shows coming up, and I sent out the mailing list for the first time in like two years. It felt fantastic. It was just this feeling of like, that's how I'd love to communicate. Here's what I'm up to once a year or so. If you want to email me back, great. But I don't feel like it's healthy for humans to have to constantly be like, I'm not dead. Right. Here's the thing. I'm still alive. I feel happy.
0: (laughs) That is, I do feel like there are people who – post a lot a lot on social media. I do feel like that comes from an existential place of I'm not dead every time they post. Oh, so like, sure, yeah. yeah, I exist and I matter
2: and send. And yeah. this
1: is the version of me that you will accept. Yes.
2: If I look at someone's thing and they have like fifty thousand tweets, even if I like them, I will never follow. <laughs> right. so like, you need something that I can't give you. Right. It's it's
0: terrifying to me. Yeah. This is coming from a place of deep
2: unnerving
1: <laughs> need Just screaming to scream into the void, man.
0: Yeah. Um, real quickly, uh, there's a story I read recently that I was pretty shocked by that, uh, car accidents are way deadlier for women than men. Uh, and the reason for that is because cars and their safety features are designed around the body size of men, like, uh, Crash test dummies are usually man sized just like Chads and in two, yeah, exactly. Just be- <laughs> Chads, with like it's deadlier for people who don't have huge square jaws. Yeah, uh, they started making women crash test dummies in like the early 2000s. Uh, but the crash test dummies are five feet tall and 110 pounds, which the average uh woman in America is five foot three, and I think. 170 pounds.
1: Uh, oh, so nothing works.
0: Right. So it's not, they're just like not even trying, it seems like. And yeah, that sucks because there's a lot of women out there, I hear.
2: You guys are sitting near someone who was nearly a billionaire. If I had just focused, when I was like eight, the seatbelt hits you in the cheek. And in vehicles back then, it was just that bolt. There was no convenient, like, pull it out, slide this. Right, one. right. But I would always say that. I'd either have to tuck it under my arm or put it. So I just had a lap band and the rest would go behind me. The oh, The diagonal interesting. would go behind me. And then my dad would always give me grief. I'm like, why don't you just wear it normally? I'm like, it's had my cheek. Why can't they just <laughs> slide this part down? Why right. isn't it, like, adjustable? So if I just focused that at eight, would have been great. But I understand the plight. But your dad actually has that patent, right? <laughs> and he won't share it. That's why I'm not a billionaire. He's always in his helicopter. Uh, Targeted
0: assassination, bro. Oh, yeah. He's yeah.
2: undoubtedly going to be. If he
0: flies in a helicopter, I'm telling you, man. Easy to make it look like an accident. Yeah, Is but,
2: that what happened to the coal guy, you think?
0: Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, my God. But, uh, yeah,
2: seatbelts suck. They're, even even though they are adjustable now. And then if you've got boobs, I mean, it's just uncomfortable.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, they just don't take into account, like, the, you know, dimensions, where like, fat distribution, like, any of that stuff of women. The odds of serious injury or death for female car crash victims is 73% higher than for males.
1: And that's, that's all born out of the fact that all that safety, all those safety tests are sort of built around this, this biased test where it's like just hulking dumb. I mean, around. I don't know if it's
0: all built on that, but that seems crazy to me that that's 73% is a hot.
2: Who did this report? Is this real?
0: City
1: Lab. Is this in the U.S.? Are these based off U.S. car?
2: Man, I don't nations? know. <laughs> Give us your data here, man. 73%. Prove your uh,
1: point, man. I, I take your question.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> That's how I'll deal with anything that I don't know the answer to. I take your question. Uh, David, it's been a pleasure having you uh, here on the Daily Zeitgeist once again. Uh, where could people find you, follow you?
2: Likewise, guys. Well, I'll be burning down my social media account soon. They're useless anyway. But com has a bunch of tour dates. I'm going to be... Starting um, tomorrow, or yeah, tomorrow, uh, July twenty fifth in Houston, then the weekend in Austin, Texas, the Velveeta Room, then Denver, uh, Watertown, South Dakota, um, Boise, Idaho, Sacramento, um, Portland, San Francisco, and then in Minneapolis. So if you live in any of those cities, I'd love to see you. And I have a the special I made like five years ago. It just sort of disappeared into the abyss and randomly it became available on Amazon Prime. So if you have that, you can stream it for free. Get, and oh, cool. I know it, people listening are probably like, I'm not a part of the grid. Good for you. But if you know someone that is, you can listen to it there. <laughs> and it was, it's different, if nothing else. It was like we combined a bunch of artists and animators, and it's got a lot oh, of uh, right. funky, yeah. weird visuals with it. So it's fun. If nothing else, I hope you'd, you can just put it on silent and do drugs and enjoy yourself.
0: Oh, yes. Sick. Uh, and is there is there a
2: tweet you've been enjoying? I I feel bad reading this tweet cuz it's a bit uh, self-aggrandizing, I think is the term people use. Mm-hmm. And that's the only kind of aggrandizing people ever reference. Right. But it's but I I mean it was just referencing the special and we put a ton of work into it. And you know, like when you make stuff that you have to there's always this, well, we did it just to make it, just to enjoy it. But it is nice when people actually enjoy it and I feel yeah. bad for not sharing a tweet that's that's just red hot and really captures the moment and, mm-hmm. and elevates someone's social media profile into this a new category. But this is from at <laughs> at Pine Dagger, and cool it man. says, "Man, I don't have the words to describe how much One Headed Beast hit home with me. Thank you for having the words and animations to give me a mushroom trip without having to take anything. And that felt nice. That is kind of uh, what we're setting awesome. out for. Yeah. So when when something you make uh, impacts or affects someone that way." It feels nice, so it feels again very self-aggrandizing. Yeah. But if it, um, I appreciate it. So, Hashtag
1: free shroom, shroom trip.
2: Yeah, yeah. Go go take those shrooms for free. Yeah, with your eyes. With your eyes.
0: Miles, where can people find you?
1: Twitter and Instagram at miles of gray. Is there a tweet? You've been? Yes, there is. First one is from Dan Rather at Dan Rather.
2: Oh yeah, I saw this.
1: <laughs> Devin Nunes spins more fairy tales than Hans Christian Andersen. really (laughs) okay Mr. Fuego tweeter Um, and then another one Natalie Walker at NWalks when I text my boyfriend a pic and don't get enough praise it goes to insta which is not millennial that is me in any era if I sat for a daguerreotype to send my soldier Bo and his response letter lacked commensurate acclaim I would ask for it back and post it in the town square (laughs) true that Mm -hmm.
0: true that Uh, (laughs) Kyle Plant Emoji tweeted First day at Domino's Manager, oh and one more thing Don't fuck the pizzas, me (laughs) Assistant manager, seriously Don't fuck them, cook, don't fuck the pizzas Dude, me, I'm not Customer, that guy's not gonna fuck my pizza Is he, manager, not if he wants to keep His job he won't (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, 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 Recliner tweeted uh, P after storming area 51 or you'll get a UFO Uh, And George Wallace tweeted, uh, Yo mama's so stupid, she thinks an innocent man would falsify records, try to fire investigators, dangle pardons, and tamper with witnesses while it rains indictments on everyone around his guilty ass. And Lori Kilmartin tweeted, My mama literally is this stupid. (laughs) Uh, Which I think speaks for a lot of people in America. People are setting their eyes. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, DailyZeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Okay. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, uh, the the tweets we just highlighted, mm. as well as the song we ride out on. Also, what's that going to be?
1: This is from Gabriel Garzon Montano. Ooh, I just just got hip to this artist uh, You know, he's a fellow biracial immigrant kid Making music out of uh, Brook Lawn, Vietnam And yeah, it's got a... It, it's it's very, like, well-rounded I don't know, there's something about it You can just feel that this person's understanding of music is very good uh, And this song is called Golden Wings
0: Brook Lawn, Vietnam? Yeah yeah. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Uh, that's gonna do it for today, this week, not just today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more podcasts, and we'll talk to you then. Bye.
2: Bye.